I'm Sunil Bhandari and you are listening to Uncut Poetry. Today is a very special edition. Let me tell you about it. For me, poetry meant sonnets, ballads, blank verse, limericks, even doggerel. I enjoyed all of them at various times and various ages and various moods, but one kind of poetry I never ever could understand was the haiku. This was too subtle, too minimalist, too sparse for me to understand. I love brevity and simplicity, but haikus seem to emerge from the clean, sparse space of a monk's mind. And then I was invited to attend a workshop which taught the pleasures of not only haiku but also something called haiban, and I fainted. But I took that leap of faith and joined the workshop conducted by Paresh Tiwari. Let me tell you about Paresh. He is a naval officer by profession and a creative writer and illustrator by choice. A Pushcart Prize nominee, he has published two widely acclaimed collections of poetry, An Inch of Sky and Raindrops Chasing Raindrops. And now... I will give the microphone to Paresh to lead you in his charming way into the pleasures of a haiban. The thief left it behind, the moon at the window. This is Paresh Tiwari and I am on Uncut Poetry today to talk about haiku and haiban. It was a dark, cold night. Master Rokin was in his bare hut wrapped in a thin, moth-eaten blanket, his only material possession. Even as sleep eluded the poet monk, a thief entered the hut. Realizing soon that this wasn't a place he could steal anything from, the thief turned around. Rokin got up and offered his blanket. The thief shook his head. Master, I cannot take this gift. How are you going to pass the night? It is only going to get colder. Roikin said with tears in his eyes, Friend, you remind me of my poverty. If I could help it, I would take hold of the full moon and give it to you. When the thief left, Roikin wrote in his diary, The thief left it behind, the moon at the window. When I came to Haiku, I was a thief tiptoeing into the dark, empty hut of life. And the shortest of the Japanese poetry forms got hold of the moon and offered it to me. Haiku to paraphrase what the late, great classical guitarist Andre Segovia said about playing the guitar is the easiest genre of poetry to write, but the hardest to write well. Is haiku simply a 17-syllable poem? When you write haiku, do you really need to count on your fingertips how many syllables you have expended? Is 575 really the need of the R? I believe not. Haiku, when written in the English language, need not adhere to the syllable count. And that is simply because syllables in English, unlike those in Japanese, vary in length drastically. If you continue to stick to those fabled 17 syllables, 
that 575 that we have all heard so many times, you end up with a clunky, unwieldy poem that does not look anything like what a haiku should. It ends up losing its vitality. A haiku for me is a one-breath imagistic poem that breathes in the juxtaposition of two images. Let me share a haiku with you, written by Anjali Deodhar, a poet extraordinaire and one of the early adopters of this form in India. Sharing an umbrella, your wet left shoulder, my right one. Sharing an umbrella, your wet left shoulder, my right one. Now that we know of haiku, what is haiban? Written first as a diary by Matsuo Basho on his trip to the interior of northern Japan, haiban might be seen as blocks of prose interspersed with haiku. And that's how simple it could be. Only it isn't. A good haiban plays with a delicate balance where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Haiban as works of art rely on the interplay of prose and poetry. If the prose is a meandering path, haiku are bird calls. They guide the travelers, not by holding their hand, but by telling them that there is more to be explored. Here's a haiban of mine to give you a taste and to hopefully get you hooked. The poet navigates by stars. There's an uncharted lighthouse in her overnighter. The red-white tower, an ancient speckled rock on which it stands, and the waves crashing over them in a resolute rhythm, all folded neatly and tetrised into the bag. And then there's that old seagull nesting in her hill. She never really talks about it. Even with lovers lined up in the deserted streets of her shehre bachpan, but behind the closed doors of her first home, she sets it free. The bird takes wing, gliding by the walls that remember the touch of nine-year-old fingers, before coming to rest on a drop of ink, punctuating the sunset. She plants the lighthouse outside one of the windows, unscrews the cap of her pen and rows. The desk sets sail over the wetness of night. The poet navigates by stars. A gentle breeze follows her around, alights on her knuckles. She takes a sip of the sky and waltzes with an octopus one of its eight arms on the small of her back. Forward side together, backward side together. A veil calf circles the song spilling from her lips. Each swish of its tail fin a prophecy unfulfilled. This living, this dying, the wingspan of a poem. This living, this dying, the wingspan of a poem, as the sun begins to light up the horizon, she drops anchor and gives in to sleep. Her warm flesh one with the battered desk, the desk now half a continent away from the promised land. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this triple date 
with haiku and haibin. Don't forget to share uncut poetry with friends, lovers, and poets who navigate by stars. After being inspired by Paresh, how could I resist from composing my own hyphen? So, better or for worse, here goes. History She wears glasses when she reads, and I call her Mini for Eyes. She says, So you are the Ryan O'Neill to my Ali McGraw, is it? She gives her hot cheesy smile. I ask her why we always reference the past for the best in our present. She puckers her nose the way only she can and says, so we can trust ourselves. You remember the movie Love Story when you see my specs and gift those feelings to me. You think you are falling in love with my stupid nerdy look, but actually it's only your sigh for Ali McGraw. I call her an idiot before I kiss her. Imprisoned in bed, a comet loses its flight. Imprisoned in bed, a comet loses its flight. I really hope you enjoyed this special edition on Haiku and Haiban. Thank you, Paresh, for being so wonderful. You can get Paresh at pareshdiwari.co.in or you can follow him on Instagram at paresh.writes. If you loved it, talk about it, share it. And subscribe to Uncut Poetry on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or Podbean. See you next week.